to be goosed means to tie, to be tired, but to goose, as in the verb to goose, means to uh, do the coitus. I was sat in the cabinet room and it was like hosting me on me. Yeah. The big man, the fridge is open. He's flown like a gazelle. What can Chris Gale do? He goes low. Oh, you're right. You've got a man beside you. He's got it. England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins. He came, he scored, he conquered. It's Rishabh Pants World and we all just live in it. Hello and welcome to The Wrong and Daily. I'm Ollie here to navigate you through choppy waters for one episode only in the absence of our overlord Bertie. And I'm joined today by Satch, who will no doubt come in all guns blazing and gloating, and Max, who is typically ill-prepared. <laughs> Max, please tell me we can turn this around. Tell me it's all going to be okay. Is that too much to ask? That is too much to ask, Ollie. I hate to break it to you, brother, but with a lead of, what, 80-odd, 90-odd, I can't conceive of a way back for England, to be perfectly honest. The pitch doesn't seem to have loads of demons in it. Let's get some pitch talk in early on. Um, <laughs> but I just, I can't see how England's batsmen get into a position where they post India a score that they can't reach. Um, yeah, curtains, mate. Should we just all go home? Not so soon, lads. Not so soon. I think... You've got to uh, you've got to wait to see what happens with the, the last three wickets of India's tail tomorrow morning. If 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 you get them up cheaply, then you never know what happens. But I'm certainly feeling a lot more comfortable than I was at five a.m. this morning in bed. I've got to say, you know, I decided quite early on this year that 2021 was going to be a cricket year for me with so much of it going on and with Liverpool also being and losing last night. And then today at 5am, I was having visions of England drawing a series and India 2-2. And I was like, I'm struggling to cope now. I, I'm going to go and watch snooker instead. But I'm feeling much better, feeling a bit more, bit more chipper after my boy Richard Pant came and saved the day. So happy days. And Snooker's only, good, mate. I love it, your, really. It's not only your cricket year, Satch, but it's all of our broadcasting years because we have swatted the Barmy Army podcast. No, listen, we, we love all podcasts. <clears throat> we're not uh, partisan. We're, we're lovers of cricket. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm partisan. Barmy Army, the answer. Hang on, of... hang on, hang on. I've got producer just shaking his head at me. Yeah, you can, we can't. <laughs> backseat driving, Bert. Come on, what's going on? <laughs> right, let me step in. Here I am. We don't love all the podcasts. It's competition. It's a brutal world out there. We don't live in we don't live in communist Russia, do we? We live in a capitalist society <laughs> where we climb up to the top over the bodies of the other other podcasts with the odd collaboration in order to cross pollinate our own listeners. That's it. That's all. Well, for I'll the record, Bertie was not meant to be on today's episode, <laughs> and we are one minute thirty in. And here he is. <laughs> Just because I mean, you I'm... need me for the record, could I'm not resist. Keep... I'm going to keep that in. And having said we're in the absence of our, our overlord, Bertie, our overlord, Bertie, has just chimed in to say that uh, that he is delighted we swatted the Barmy Army podcast aside. Anyway, well, you, any listeners well, well, who well, did well, vote well. for us? You lot are far more excited about a Twitter poll, which, as we know, this isn't you, Gov. It's Twitter. And <laughs> none of the Barmy Army people retweeted it. So perhaps, it's perhaps unsurprising that we've won because including the likes of the great Paula Godden, mother of, uh, of uh, Ollie mm. Godden, she, an absolute queen by uh, trying to promote her son's good podcast. But I'm, I'm, I'm not that fussed about it, lads. Nah, Bertie, but 
if, if I'm going by the English cricket fan mantra, a win is a win. It doesn't matter about the details. Forget the details. We don't need to look yes. at the pitch if we're going to use an analogy. Don't worry about sort of the, the variables. Let's just focus on the win. Yeah, and, uh, and you're right. Paul Godden does hold serious clout in both the cricketing and the social media world and will storm into round two <laughs> with our win. Anyway, uh, it did start actually quite well for England. The, the bowling attack really piled on the pressure early doors today. Anderson bowled well. Stokes worked really hard to extract some life and bounce on the pitch. And Leach really did bowl with some, some control. And those three picked up some uh, some wickets, for four, or three wickets even, for 40 runs in the morning. And then it became all about that man, Rishabh Pant, rebuilding the innings with Washington Sundar. He bludgeoned 101 runs off 18 balls, including an outrageous reverse scoop off of one of the greatest bowlers of all time with a new ball to carry his side to 259 for seven at the end of play, a lead of 89. Now, there are, a lot, are as always, a lot of talking points, but it would be wrong of us to start our discussion with anything other than Panchat. Satch, just how good was he today? Well, Ollie came in at 80 for four. Like you said, left at 259 for seven. That is what I would describe as impact. He's a game changer, both directly a lot's been said today. There could be a few articles out about how he's a game changer. He's a direct game changer in that. He goes out and influences the match with what he does. But there's, a, there's another little element to Richard Pant that I want to talk about being a game changer. And that's he is indirect game changing the way he impacts the, the mental side of the opposition or the, the psyche of the opposition before he's even done anything himself. And I think that was evident in the first test, for example, when we when we had the declaration debacle on the on the fourth day. That all came about, not because of Root or Silver, but that came out because of Pant. Because they were worried what he could do in the fifth day. It happened in Australia as well. That's the sort of bloke we've got in the team, and it's gold dust. That's the type of person you need to you need to look after and keep hold of for a long time. I think it's batting. Go on, go on, Ollie. I think. Uh, sorry, I was just going to say. I think what was particularly impressive today was the fact that it wasn't just a an all out attack, was it? He, he, he sort of was quite circumspect to start with. Played his way into the game, given that the nature of the position that the team were in when he came in. And, and took his time to, to get going, which was really important for India that he did that. Because if he had lost his wicket early on, like he nearly did, actually, with the with the DRS call going India's way, then it then it could have been worked out to be a very different day. So so proved his mettle in that sense. Yeah, it's very important. Like, a lot of what's said about Richard Pant or criticism of Richard Pant is that, you know, he's a, he's a slogger, he's a dasher. He can't play the, the, the responsible side of the game. He's shown today that he can. Came in. At 84, precariously placed, came in at the start of the second session. Scored his first 50 off 80 balls. Now, okay, by test standards, that's actually a fairly brisk pace. But by Richard Pan's standards, that's not brisk. Um, but, you know, if you're watching the game, nobody would say that he was he's reckless in that first 50 at all. He got lucky under 34 with the LBW. But other than that, he was, he was he's very calculated. And then once he came, the new ball came. He obviously just thought, hard new ball. Stokes and Anderson are absolutely goosed mm. as as to use the word that we discussed on on pre-record and took full toll to eat the first ball of the new ball of anderson straight over his head or straight mm. over mid mid offset by charging down the pitch he boundaries galore with that new ball as you said that reverse scoop was just it was just disrespectful it's disrespect <laughs> forgive, me, forgive me this is not in the running order obviously but 
I, I, I thought I, when I was when I was watching the highlights of uh, of today's play because obviously uh, unlike you chaps, I'm a I'm a working man, not a uh, not a you know time waster. Um, I wrote down the words Gosh. best since Gilchrist question mark. Now obviously that is a very tabloid, uh, you know, sort of uh, I don't know social media uh, response, but. I couldn't. I just wrote it down, and I tried to rack my brain and think of a candidate that would obviously have gone dark, that would obviously <laughs> prove that wrong, and I couldn't think of one. MF Doney came to mind. Uh, Matt Pryor came to mind, but I couldn't think of any wicketkeeper batsman that has the same psychological impact that you noticed, mm. Satched, in world cricket since Gilchrist, because that was the hallmark of Gilchrist. You know, you'd get through that insane top order and then Adam Gilchrist would come in and your shoulders would slump before he's taken guard and it sounds like that's what Pant is and I'm not convinced there's been anyone since Gilchrist quite like that is that is that unfair I, I think I think you're pretty close to be honest Max like you, you mentioned MS Downey there he, I, I don't think he's got a fantastic uh, he's got a good record in test cricket but he's not a he doesn't have any away away tons in test cricket as far as I'm aware or outside of the subcontinent mm. at least and you would never have said as a batsman, you would never have been like, you know, the opposition playing in, you'd never be like, oh, MS Downey's just walked in here the same way that your shoulders drooped, like you say, when Gilchrist walks in and scores 100 off 50 odd balls against you at Perth. Yeah. No, that was happy days. Um, since then, you, you can't really say there's been many. Quinton de Cox sort of comes to mind, but not to the same extent. I think he's, he is a dasher, um, mm. a very good batsman, but. He doesn't have that same psychological impact that Richard Pant now does. The reason why he's got that impact is because he's got the body of work, and that's something that many wicket keepers around the world don't have. He's got tons in England. He's got a ton in England. He's got a ton in Australia, and now he's got a ton in India. And he's actually, to give you a stat, he's only the second wicket keeper after Gilchrist to do do all three of them. So that's a he's, at the age of twenty three. That's incredible. Now mm. going with those tons, he's got. A number of 90s. He's got an 89 not out in a thrilling chase at the Gabba. He's never been dismissed once crossing 50 for lower than 91. At the age of 23, that body of work is pretty ridiculous. For someone who's, and we've talked, I've talked about this on a previous part about how he's looked on in the media and the management. For someone who's had so much stick, that is an incredible record the lad's got. Hmm. A lot's hmm. been made, Satch, of the fact that before uh, this test, that it got out for for nine or in the 90s on, on a number of occasions and i think you know ben jones wrote a good article for for Crickvids today putting that down to sort of the team mentality how much you think that is true or how much you think it's sort of an ego thing with him wanting to to basically get to 100 with a dinger which was the most predictable shot uh in the history of cricket i think him hitting a six to get to 100 <laughs> you uh, predicted yeah. it <laughs> yeah do you put yeah. that down to to team mentality or, or an ego thing I, I don't think it's any ego with with the Bishop Power, very little ego. Okay, every every, um, every batsman, as much as they don't admit it, will have a little bit in the back of their mind about personal milestones. But I actually think it's it's the opposite of 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 an ego thing with Pant in that he he's gonna he's gonna carry on playing the way he plays. Doesn't matter what score he's on. If he's in the nineties, he, he keeps attacking. If, if he's attacking, he's attacking. Goes for it and doesn't care whether he gets out. We've seen. I think I've calculated i think i've seen him get out in the 90s all four times playing attacking shots that's the way he plays because he, he, he wants to do it for the team i think it's fantastic it's the cricketers lads have described as revolutionary that he is almost changing our mentality towards those personal milestones because ultimately scoring 100 is an arbitrary milestone 
Mm. It, it, it doesn't really mean that much more than scoring 95 other than just five more runs. It's just a, it's an arbitrary milestone. So he's, he, he's playing selflessly for the team. And, and I think that, I think that's fantastic and should really be commended. On a team note as well, his keeping has to come into the, into the, uh, the discussion as well. And the fact that he has kept so well in this test and this series predominantly, that that really does balance out the India side because they're not having to pick Saha to keep due to uh, pants sort of vulnerabilities. Uh, it, it makes India generally a, a much more rounded side if he's playing as a wicketkeeper batsman. Huge, it's huge. When you've got a wicketkeeper batsman coming in at six, that I, in my opinion has the same effect on a team as having a bowling or a batting all rounder, a bit like a Stokes, because it frees up an extra extra, extra space in the team. So pant coming in at six means we can have a bloke like Washington Sunder who is a batsman who bowls a bit coming in at eight we can have you know we can play five bowlers quite comfortably um it's it's fantastic and again he's made making me eat my words I've, i was always as i've said before being a bit of a purist when it comes to play your best keeper with the gloves but he's he's improved his glove work this series out of sight um hopefully he carries that on and i think just to mention the cricketers guys again i think they're going to feel incredibly vindicated with when it comes to richard pants they've been talking about the guy for a number of years now and talking about how you should play your best batsman as opposed to your best keeper. And yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's proved that. Oh, I will, ch I will chime in. Get. Sorry, Satch. I will chime in quickly because I, I know we want to move on, but I think a real acid test of his wicket keeping will be when he comes to in, uh, when he comes to England because mm. that. And if you talk about in the in the pantheon of great wicket keeper batsmen, that was somewhere where I think MS's, MS Dhoni's um, legacy was actually really uh, somewhat watered down because he really struggled with the gloves in England. I think if Pan can keep well in England, Saha's career is probably over. Let's face it. Because actually, when you when India go away, if Pant really struggles with the gloves, the argument for Saha to come back in becomes much stronger. Do you not think? I I, I think Saha's career is over now. I, I think I think that was the final nail in the coffin today. Um, yes, the, the, Saha will come back into the question if Pant's keeping has a bit of a rough patch, only because that's what we do in the media, or that's what the media does, and that's what pundits do. They they, they like to. We are the media. Stories. We are the media. You, you boys definitely are the media, not me. I'm a fraud. But yes, I don't see Saha come back into the team. I mean, Pant has kept in England before and he had a bit of a tough time. But I remember that first test match. I think it was at Trent Bridge. He conceded a lot of buys in that innings, but a lot of them, I remember watching it. I, I don't think they were his fault. A lot of them were out and out wides by the bowlers that just weren't called by the umpires. So it's, a, it's an incredibly difficult place to keep because of that late wobble. And it, you know, it's something that Indian keepers or foreign keepers can't really get attuned to until they come over to England. And it, that, that poses a great challenge. But yeah, regardless of whatever happens, I, I think I think Pantsement is place inside now for the next 10, 15 years. I think it's easy to forget he's only uh, 23 as well. Huge, uh, huge bottle from him. And it'll be really exciting to watch what he can do over the next couple of series for India. The man at the other end, though, the man who really allowed Pant to, to get going was Washington Sundar. Sort of went under the radar today because of what Pant was doing. Um, but, you know, technically excellent. Obviously, he chips in with the ball today, but, but showed his uh, showed his meta with the bat today. How impressed were you with him today, Satch? Very. I, I love him. I really do. I, I remember when uh, when we were all watching the Australia series and that last test, he came in and he came in as a bowler. And then suddenly when we were batting, he unfailed a few sumptuous drives down the ground and me and my Indian friends were saying we did not know we needed this in our life but we absolutely do 
it's uh, I mean I don't know what you think Max Parry what do you reckon about Sunder as a, as a batsman I think he looks technically good I, he looks really really technically classy do you know what I really enjoy about watching Sunder back back with Rishabh Pant is Sunder has the look of a, a very hard working nice boy and Pant looks like a bit of a rascal. I can imagine Pant sealing Sunder's like chemistry homework. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, no, Washington looks a great, great player. I really felt like, again, through the highlights, that his innings actually really twisted the knife in England. Pant mm-hmm. put India into a position where they were no longer uh, under the pump. But then Sunder's runs really, as I say, twisted the knife just Put, I, for me, I can't see England coming back, and it was because of Sunder's contribution that we are in that position. I would argue. Um, well, w- one for the badges out there, Nick Friend. I'm looking at you. He, he played the giant yarder role perfectly. If those those England fans who have not yet put out the memory, that's in that. Remind us what what is the giant yarder role? The giant yarder role is when uh, he was he was a spinner, third spinner that came into the team back in England's last tour in 2016 and scored a 50 at Mohali, which was a very important 50. And then in the Mumbai test, when India wrapped up about 600, he scored a ton, his maiden test ton. And then we never really saw him again after after Chennai. Um, and yeah, it, it's that coming in at eight and scoring runs as a, as a spinner. It, that's, that's the giant yard role, and he's played it, played it beautifully. I think one thing with, with Washington Sunder is it, it's almost that it, it'd, be, it'd be a laughable testament to Indian depth if... As I say, if they find a, a future long-term test bat, potentially a top six bat, out of a bloke who is ultimately limited over his net bowler in a crazy tour of Australia, I, I would love that as a story, but it, it, it is obscene, isn't it, really? There we go, Bertie's back in. <laughs> you, you can't resist. Did you know he was phone the whole, whole time? I've heard about Giant Yadav, but how's, uh, how's Tiny Yadav getting on? <laughs> Leave oh, forever, they're... never come back. <laughs> that was not worth it. I'll go back to drinking my beers and doing my monthly finances. Yes, please. Yes, please. You silly man. I do agree with you, Satch. And it, I mean, we've talked a lot about this off off podcast, and it probably deserves a podcast of its own. But you know, the IPL and the evolution of cricket in India, and the fact that Washington's sort of been born out of that, and the depth that India have now, it's really interesting that their Test side is sort of being. Um, embellished by essentially players that come onto the scene due to their performances in 2020 over cricket yeah it's it's actually something me and um my india support friend manny talked about before is that the selection in india has sort of changed now it is it's a lot more geared towards who does well in the ipl and t20 but we'll come on to that later i think in 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 the feature later um the, the, the interesting thing about Washington Sunder is it was actually completely by accident. And if you speak to some of the, as my friend has done, spoken to like some of the professionals over there, they've said that he's very lucky to be in the test team because he's only played prior to his test debut, played 12 first-class matches. He, he hadn't played first-class match for about three or four years. And it's very, very difficult to get into the India side as a batsman without a first-class average of at least 50. You know, you, you're looking at maybe 60, like the likes of uh, Vihari, who had an average of 60 when he came in. So it's it, it happened by complete accident, but I've got to say, I mean, what a what a beautiful little accident that that's been so far. I'm I'm, I'm massively massively impressed by him. For me, he's got to be on the plane to England. Has mm. to be. Um, he's got to be. He's got to play a lot more first class cricket, uh, whether that's in India, whether that's with the Test team. If he's never not in the, if he's ever not in the full Test squad, he's got to be on the every India tour available, India A tour available to him. Dravid needs to get hold of that lad and not let him go, and you know, really just make use of the the oodles of talent that are in the lad. I know we've joked about this. Sorry. Sorry, go, Sorry. go, go, Matt. No. Go. 
No, I, I was I I won't lie to you. I was thinking in my head, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? I'll say it. We can cut it out. I was going to say, is he a, is he a happy accident like a, an unplanned pregnancy for a middle class couple? You know, yeah, I think that's a very good analogy. They don't want a third child, but now it's here. They're so cute. They love the name Indigo or whatever. They just, you know, they think, F- it, we've got the money. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what was going on. We can cut I mean, that out, perhaps. Uh, I, I, I am that, that, I am that third child, so that sort of means me that. <laughs> Are you really? So, uh... You're Washington Cinder, Ollie. There you go. <laughs> Have you ever tried left arm spin? Do you left arm? <laughs> right arm spin, left arm back. Ah, oh, f- no, he's, um, it, it is basically like a middle-class child, and he's, you know, he's a, he's a nice little cute 21-year-old, like you said, looks like he was a teacher's pet at school, got a bit of an out-there name like Washington, which it, it fits yeah. the perfectly, Max, I think there it's a go. great analogy. I know we've joked about it last last week or so, but he's, he is almost that kind of player who would actually benefit going playing for, like, Worcestershire for a month or two and experiencing life outside of... India in terms of playing first class cricket and developing for that month or two. I mean, you said playing on India A tour, it's a similar idea, but it'll be a really real test of him when he does go away from India to see how he gets on, uh, especially in England where the conditions are, are obviously so different. Right, let's get on to England. I mean, it makes me sad to, to even talk about it. I can see Satch smiling like a Cheshire cat over there. But they did actually... Sad, love. They did actually do all right in the morning, didn't they? Uh, I didn't wake up until the second session. It transpired that I missed the only session worth seeing from an England point of view. Um, but uh, but Anderson bowled pretty well. Figures of uh, 11.5 overs uh, two uh, for two wickets at lunch. Only going for seven runs. Incredible control, if not always threatening. Uh, got the wicket of Rahane. And, and Stokes and Leach really contributed to, to the success of the morning session as well, uh, Max. Yeah, 100%. Anderson's nut to Rohit, I think it was, that jag back. Oh, jaggy backy is nice, isn't it? Do you not think? <laughs> like anything, that, anything that's jaggy backy, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not even convinced it was out, but I know it hit the stumps. But um, Jaggy backy yeah. sounds like the name of a Punjabi rapper. Jaggy backy. Well, you know, maybe, uh, yeah, perhaps. Um, no, I thought uh, that delivery to Rohit was excellent. I love. Stokes digging it into Coley. Oh, I'm so there for that. Especially with the spice that was going on on day one. Carry it into day two. Prize him out with a lovely bumper. Yes, please. Every day of the week. Um, Jack Leach bowled well. I mean, he he showed up on best, and I'm going to get on to him. But I thought uh, there was some some light and shade, shall we say, between Leach's performance and that of Bess. Um, yeah, the bowl, you know the bowlers did all right, and then Richard Punt turned up and and <laughs> turned it all to shit. Yeah, that. I do think you have to sometimes simplify cricket and and not overanalyze and say that the batsmen have just have just played well and that's essentially what happened in, in the second and third uh, uh, sessions. Um, but but Stokes, I want to touch on in particular. He's gone from having a role not as a part-time bowler, obviously he's a genuine all-rounder, but early in this series he wasn't bowled too much to be going to a, a frontline seamer who who really was the workhorse for England today. I know, Satch, you're not the biggest fan, from, fan of his personally, but you are a fan of him as a cricketer. It, it really was pretty impressive for him to keep coming in that heat today for, for England. It was, and I think ultimately it was it was his demise it, that was the reason for his demise and England's demise later on. He that first that first session he was incredible. Him and him and Jimmy in tandem gave India nothing. Absolutely nothing. Jimmy bowled eight maidens and he just came Stokes came in over after over after over, took a big wicket of Coley, kept banging the ball into the deck, getting a bit of bounce. Um it it, it was fantastic. He, he 
I know it's it, it's a cliche, and the media love saying this one, especially the English media. But he's got the got the heart of a lion, hasn't he? He's a warrior, especially as the, the bloke was ill with a bug. He's he's had a stomach bug, and anybody who's been to India, as I have, knows an Indian stomach bug's nothing to be nothing to be messing Make around that. with. No, I don't want to see um, that. So, if, I, look, I, I can't stand the bloke. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him more than probably any other cricketer on the on the planet. Well, why do you hate him? Because he's good and he's English. That's okay. Much of the longer nothing, short, you're not going to besmirch his character. Is that why you like Dan Lawrence so much? <laughs> <laughs> well, f <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, spicy. No, he's. I think he's a bit arrogant, but you know, he's he has a right to be arrogant. He's a fantastic cricketer. It's because he's so good and he he's, he's he's caused India problems in the past. That's why I hate him. If if somebody said to me. Do you want Stokes in your team? I'm like fucking two right over, but mm. it doesn't mean I like him. Um, I think I think it was kind of poetic though that he got Coley out after the shenanigans of yesterday. I think Coley's made his bed there, and unfortunately now has to lie in it. Um, I think it's it's, e it's easy with hindsight, so easy to talk about England's selection, which uh, even though I have just admitted it's because of hindsight, I'm going to do. If they had lost the toss yesterday <laughs> and had to bowl first, they would have had this problem of having too few bowlers who are knackered as it happens they've bowled second and have this problem of having too few bowlers who are all knackered surely or what is please someone tell me that the thinking in, in picking only two simmers is it seamers is it based on the fact that it spuns or the, the spin was so effective in in the previous test that that they decided they only wanted to go with the two seamers yeah I think I think it's an auto correction. You know, it's like uh, you go out with a really engaging, uh, attractive blonde lady, and then she breaks your heart. So you 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 know you snip down a level and you you go for someone who's completely different and who loves reading. You know, that's what's happened. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, look, England were England were skittled in the last Test match. Granted, we've had pitch chat, but but they were skittled nonetheless. And we picked a, a redundant seamer. So logic would say that the reason that seamer's then gone is because they're worried about runs on the board and they don't think that seamer is going to do anything. Um, and really and truly, there wasn't another spinner for them to pick. So, mm. yeah, you would say that's the rationale. I mean, really and truly, England just don't have the tools to be successful in India. I mean, that said, the wicket isn't isn't that bad. So if... if no. If, it's uh, not bad England, at all. No, it's not bad at all. So if, if England were to be successful, you would expect it to be on a pitch such as this because it was not dissimilar to the one in Chennai. I mean, it's actually got a lot of bounce. So mm. England England uh, could play favourably in these conditions, but but ultimately India is just a better side and England don't have the arsenal they need. They did go with three or well, two spinners with uh, with Root as sort of the, the backup third option, if you like. That second spinner was Dom Bess, who really uh, has struggled for, for England today. You don't want to stick the knife in and, and twist it too hard, but uh, but he's probably not a test standard yet. And I think there's a whole macro macro argu uh, argument to be had about this as well, about you know how much has the management of Moe and Ali uh, sort of come into this. But but just on him and his bowling alone, uh, as such, probably as an India fan, you were, you were grateful to see his overs today, I'd imagine. Yeah, the the whole the whole day, like I said, I called it last night on the pod with Bert. The, the whole day was so or debacle as I'm going to call it. it was so predictable with Don Bess. We, mm. we just knew that it was going to happen. That he comes he comes on his, his confidence is shot to pieces. He's bowled twelve full tosses today, and to put that into perspective, I think Axar Patel so far this series has bowled one. Mm. It's not good enough. You couple that with the half trackers. 
the biggest thing of it was John Best went at an economy rate of 3.87 today, which in and of itself isn't awful. But what the impact it's had is it's took control away from England. That the, the control that Leach and Anderson and Stokes worked so hard to gain. You know, they, they had their foot on India's throat and Don Bess has came and ruined it. And look, I'm 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 I i do not want to be like let me explain myself here. From an Indian fan point of view, I'm happy to see Don Best get pumped. At the end of the day, I'm an Indian fan and I want to see India get do well and, and, and ruin the opposition. So that's fine. What I what what I what is not good to see is you'd never like to see a guy you know in in a mental state that doesn't look optimal, let's put it that way. If Don Best's test career ends here, I don't I frank quite frankly don't care. What I do care about is going forward, how he's managed and how he's looked after. Because that for me is 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 important. And he's had a really tough tour. Like I said, this day was predictable, it's gone horribly. Many journalists have come out today and said it was tough to watch. It was sad to watch. And I, I, God knows what he must be going through right now. I think somebody somebody needs to go and put an arm around him and really sort of nurse him through for the next however long it is that he needs nursing through with. Max, I'm going to put you in the, uh, yeah, the uncomfortable position of being in uh, James Taylor and Ed Smith's shoes here and say, if well, would you have dropped him after the first test initially? And would you then have recalled him if you would have dropped him for, for this test? And sort of how would you have played with that? I know you've got hindsight to to make things a bit easier as well, but how would you have played that? Because it's, it doesn't appear to have worked out well for, for Bess. Yeah, I think if, if Moeen was still in the picture, this conversation becomes far easier because mm-hmm. you give Moeen the run in the side and you say, look, Dom, thanks a lot. Uh, we like you. you. You seem a nice lad. Go back to the nets, turn your arm over, find some form. Unfortunately, because of Moeen Ali's situation, and there's no, it's nobody's fault, Moeen gets COVID, he's scheduled to go home, he has to go home. England then find themselves in a situation where they basically have no choice but to play best or they play a seamer that isn't, you know, that it doesn't have the skills for uh, the surface. So it's it's really easy to say, yeah, you, well, you just drop you just drop best, don't you? But then who, who comes in? I know we, you know, there are a lot of young spinners in England that I would have liked to have seen taken to Sri Lanka, Verdi, Parkinson. Where the fuck is Parkinson? Right? What's he doing? Because, he, but but he's got his his thumb up. Uh, I'm winding he, up the microphone. He's, yeah, he's back. <laughs> um, England do have some up and coming spinners, and Parkinson in particular has gone on a lot of foreign tours. I do think there's an argument to say that they should have been taken just on the trip, carry some drinks, be around the squad. They have, they have been, haven't they? Matt Parkinson has they're... Matt Parkinson has carried more than enough drinks well, over the past twelve can play them yeah um, I think they, they've been they have been there and they have my, been well, in which case the phrase I will use is go bold England play Parkinson yeah. go bold like stop taking him everywhere he's, he's a wicket taking spinner you know what his role is and you know it might be risky but take a bit of a risk just go for it why don't, not don't buy home brand buy taste the difference I think is what we're saying you know can you afford <laughs> those premier brand. sausages Maybe, nah. Maybe you can't, right? But are they going to be better than, better than wall sausages? Yes, they are. You know, bad analogy. We may want to cut that. Maybe more so of. Uh, you might have a nicer sausage, but you don't know if those artisan ones haven't passed the same health and safety tests. So they might be really great, but there might be the odd chance that they uh, they completely run through you 
and they really take a, take it away as batsmen. Well, I know we've had a little bit of a laugh about that, and you know, Bertie's come 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 rushing back on onto the scene there to say, give take the risk on Parkinson. I think we need to be a little bit more careful about that and just you know analyze what that risk actually means and entails. We need to remember we've just and I've said this on a previous pod, taking a risk on a spinner in India is a huge risk. You can cause some irreversible damage to a player if you by playing as a spinner that isn't ready. In is that India, not what's happened? Is that not what's happened with Best? Yeah, we no, just... it is, and it, it is. But that, that doesn't just because it's happened to Best that doesn't mean that we should have done it to Parkinson. No, nah, let's just. Well, you should have done it to Parkinson, and not we. <laughs> you lot. I, I think the problem here is with England. This series, I don't think I've agreed with the best droppings, and I'm bringing back. I think I don't think the selection has been wrong. What I think is the problem is that Best fundamentally isn't good enough to be a second spinner going on a tour to India, but. On the macro problem, as Ollie mentioned before, England don't have two spinners in the land good enough to go to India. Now you can then you then it comes to the question: the, the, between a rock and a hard place, do you either take a spinner who isn't good enough and end up with the situation that we've got, or do you go on a tour to India with one spinner, which is a massive risk in itself? You know, it, that, that that's that's a very big decision for the selectors to make. It was an impossible decision for the selectors to make, and really, it's just been with COVID and everything that's happened. It's, it's been it's just been bungled in my opinion not easy as a, as a spinner as well i think of all the positions all the sort of performers what do you call these people who play cricket all the, the people players. that you have in a cricket cricket players players, players. That. <laughs> all the players that you have in a uh, in a team you want your spinner to be the one that is arguably the most confident to have the the you know the confidence to throw it up there i think sat you alluded to the fact that he, he's a he's a full tosser he bowled he's bowled 68 full tosses didn't i didn't say that yeah. he wasn't so horrible <laughs> he's bowled 68 full tosses i think since his debut yes yeah i mean it which is remarkable but I mean, with your other hat on, you also don't want to be saying, oh, just bowl it a bit quicker, just bowl it into the pitch to avoid bowling full toss because then it completely defeats the point of sort of being a spinner. So it's, you know, it's it's, it's almost an, an impossible one to to manage and, and to work out what to do with him. I do think that going to uh, Yorkshire this year will help him massively because I don't think that him being at Somerset and not being picked has helped him at all. And I think it all seems this sort of rolling snowball effect of him just uh, not being in a good mental sp- space, perhaps, and it, and it all compounding. I would like to draw one positive though in the spin department for England, um, mm. move to move away slightly from Don Bess, and that is Jack Leach. I think he's been excellent this series. I think he's caused a lot of problems for the Indian batsman Pujara in particular. Um, but for me, I, I judge a spinner almost by when they come on. Do I get a little sense of angst? Do I start feeling a little bit nervous that they're going to take wicket? Do I feel threatened by them? And this series with Jack Leach, as with in the past, I have with Nathan Lyon and Moeen Ali at times. I felt threatened, and I think that's a fantastic compliment to how he's played and how he's acquitted himself on this tour. I don't know what you boys think about that. He doesn't have uh, best that is mystique that Leach has. I understand what you're saying. There's there's a mythology around spinners, isn't there? And especially when you watch India, I mean, Christ, Ashwin. I know he is six foot three, but he might as well be seven foot eight. Such is the character and the ego of the man, you know. <laughs> Whereas Don Best is diminutive, and he he yeah he exudes a fragility and a lack of confidence. He wears it all over his face. I completely agree. Um, yeah. We're coming out of Sri Lanka as well. We were coming out of Sri Lanka as well. Remember saying that neither our spinners were any good. Like that is yeah. an, an important thing to remember. That whatever it was, four, five, six weeks ago, six years ago, whenever this series started, we were <laughs> literally didn't have a spinner that we liked. Out of now that, you've got one. 
out of that, we've got one. Plays every match. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And it I suppose it serves to or speaks volumes about the the importance of giving giving bowlers overs, that magic cliche. But we did say it coming out of Solanka was how important it was that those two bowlers were given the opportunity. Um and and Leach has come out of that for the better. Best perhaps not this series, but I still think moving forward he's still going to be in the England pitch. I think it's too hasty to suggest that that's his career over partly because we don't have many other options but I do think it is important that you know we, we take stock a little bit don't get too high with Jack Leach because he has had one good series and let's not get too low with Don Best just because he's had uh, a stinking winter essentially nah, anyway let's be reactionary <laughs> we'll be back right after this break To use Bertie Moore's words, thank you so much for sticking around for that three-second break. Now, it's time for our particularly milky feature, Spilling the Chai. Well, how do India always be better than England? How do I get Virat to father my kids? Why are Punjab so bad? Spilling the Chai with Satch. This is the part where we hold our hands up and admit we don't know a great deal about the inner workings of Indian cricket. So we ask our questions to our Indian cricket guru, Satch. Satch, this question comes in from Will in Bristol. Pajara has been key to Indian success over the past few years and his willingness to bat time is quite unique in the Indian team right now. He's getting on a little bit, harsh. So is there anyone you could see stepping into that role in the future? It's a great question, Will. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the same Will that got a question on Crick Info's Polite Inquiries today, so that was your appetizer, Will, now for the main course. Um, the, short, the short answer is no, there isn't going to be another batsman like Pajara in the Indian team, but for the purposes of playing the game, I will expand for you, William. Um, the interesting thing, like I alluded to before, and again, I had this, we had this discussion with Manny before in the group chat, uh, my Indian friend, the selection process in India has changed a lot now with the IPL. Youngsters are getting chances in first-class cricket off the back of IPL performances. It's not just about um, the Ranji Trophy, for example, or you know, getting spot, going through the traditional channel of getting um, going up through the ranks in your Ranji Trophy team. And a lot of India's you know, really bright young batsmen at the moment. You know, we've got a couple in the team at the moment. Yeah, we've got Gill and Pant. We've had Shaw in the team. People are looking at uh, Padakal as well. They're all dashes. They're not, you know, what you'd call a, a, a sort of wall-like player like like Pujara. And yeah, I, I, as far as I'm aware, you know, in the India A team, I I don't think there is anybody. I don't think there is anybody that can can do what Pujara does. Be that defensive and really grand ball and tack down, which is sad for someone like me. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a purist in that sense. I've been blessed by growing up with Dravid and Pujara, and I've loved it. Um, and it'll be sad to see him go, but I, I, I'm, I'm not sure we've got someone to replace him now. You alluded to, that, to it there, Satch. Does Test cricket in 2021 need a Pajara? Yes, 100%. I, 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 I will die on that hill. Um, I, he's, he's had a poor series, this one, for you know loss of form maybe, but we discussed at length during the Australia series just how invaluable the, an asset he was to India. You know, he didn't get centuries, but he scored very, very slow 50s. 
And as much as runs is a currency in Test cricket, in games like that, bat and time and wearing down the bowlers is a currency as well. And he did that to perfection to allow the likes of Richard Pant to come in. I'm of the opinion, to be honest, that India right now could do with another one, another batsman, a bit like Pujara, not maybe to the same extent, but someone with a bit of stickability. You know, I, I've, 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 I've talked about that. I think Gill could actually move down the order and be a middle-order batsman and have someone like Mayank Agarwal, who's more of a traditional test batsman, come in as opener again. Um, I'm all for it. I'm all for players like that. So what is then sort of the pathway? If there is a, a 13, 14, 15 in Mumbai at the moment who who has the credentials to be the next Chiteshwar Pujara, how do they go about proving that given that the sort of shop window for Indians now seems to be the IPL? I think the difficulty more is the fact that like you, you could go and play the Pujara and you probably will get scouted and make a Ranji trophy you know, make a rangy career out of it. But it's more the financial aspect of things. Like an Indian lad growing up now is going to be thinking, I, mean, I want to go and get some cash and provide for me family and whatnot and try and get the IPL riches. So that sort of mentality of bat and time then naturally goes out the window. It's very hard to do both. I mean, Pujara doesn't do both. He's a one-format player. Um, so I think it's very difficult. I think given the way, the financial structure of the game in India, it's, 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 it's nigh on impossible, I'd say. Mm. Well, he, he may be getting on, but it's safe to say that he'll have his uh, his feet up all day tomorrow as India mass another 7,000 runs. Johnny Bairstow will be bowling medium paces with a sixth <laughs> new ball. And uh, we'll just be crying in the corner, Max. I won't be watching it, mate. Don't worry about that. I'll be on the source with my mate watching Arsenal. I think that'll be my plan tomorrow. <laughs> well, I'll be crying. I'll be crying at least. Anyway, that's everything you're getting today. Join us again tomorrow for the day three review. See you later, guys. Cheers, boys. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Way down to Swansea. Dolby finishes off in style. I was sat in the cabinet room and I was like hosting me on meeting. The big man, the fridge is open. He's flown like a gazelle. What can Chris Gale do? He goes long. Oh, you rat. You've got a man beside you. He's got it. England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins. No, that was um, right. That was good. That was really good. Oh, my God. I think you're done, I I didn't want to be the one to say it. I didn't want to be the one to say it. You are the one to say it. and Richard Pants, you have been retired. (laughs) I was thinking I'm like uh, David Gower being wheeled away in his wheelchair by Sky Sports and tipped off a cliff into the abyss. And Godden's the new, young, green, but uh, has potential, hopeful. (laughs) 